Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Sif Hatter, co-founder of Array, the wellness brand that you've probably seen all over Instagram for their bloat and calm supplements. Before launching Array in March of 2020, Sif was a content creator with the widely popular blog, Icing and Glitter. In this episode, we talk about Sif's own health journey, looking for more holistic, natural remedies to feel her best, how she quickly realized that these alternative herbs had the power to address women's toughest day-to-day health issues and began building Array with her husband, Nish, to share these solutions with others. We talk about her strategy for launching the business and standing out in the category, lessons she's learned along the way, what it's like working with her husband, some of her favorite ways to feel her best in the morning, like journaling and moving her body, and so much more. Keep listening to learn all about SIF and Array. If you haven't had the chance to try our grain-free granolas yet, head on over to Walmart to now find them in the gluten-free healthy living aisle and select Walmart locations. Our grain-free granolas have crunchy clusters of nuts, superfood seeds, and creamy nut butters, all baked with organic coconut oil and sweetened with coconut sugar. They are gluten-free, paleo, and keto certified. Use the link in the notes section to find Purely Elizabeth products at a Walmart store near you. Sif, welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm such a huge fan of your brand, so I can't wait to hear all your backstory and everything that's going on with you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I was telling you offline a little bit, but we always have a pack of your granola in our pantry. Like I sent you a picture of it (laughs) when you'd originally DM'd me, so big fan of your brand as well. Awesome. Well, let's start with your journey and really first just getting the foundation of what originally inspired you to start Array, as we said offline, that you just started in March of 2020, which is unbelievable to see how much you've done in the last couple of years. So what was leading up to it? So I don't know, like I I didn't think of all things I'd be working on a supplement business. You know, something that is interesting about me is that I'm not someone who is inherently like, oh, I want to start a business to make money. That's never who I was. I was just always someone who's very fueled by purpose. So my backstory is that, um, you know, I've struggled with health issues for the majority of my life. I just had a very weak immune system and ended up fracturing my rib from a chronic cough in my early 20s. And when I went to my doctor, I was prescribed codeine. And Mm -hmm. at that point, it just it felt like it wasn't going to do anything for me. You know, at that point, I was just like, okay, well, how do we make sure it doesn't happen again? And there were no answers. And so that's kind of what got me into holistic health and wellness, and went down this rabbit hole, kind of being my own guinea pig, and seeing huge changes in my own immune system from what I was doing. And from there, you know, troubleshooting everything else from digestion to anxiety to fatigue, and all of these kind of issues that we deal with on a day to day basis, I realized that they could be 
treated pretty holistically. What were some of the things you were doing at that time that you felt better for your immunity? Like what, what was a couple of the big changes, I guess? Honestly, it was from a supplement standpoint, it was understanding how to dose myself with really high doses of vitamin C, um, echinacea, amca, oregano oil, like literally understanding all of the immunity boosting supplements. And no one had told me about this stuff. And mind you, this is like, you know, almost 10 years ago, I would say. And back then, the information just wasn't there that we have today. You know, there was no Erewhon, there was no cool wellness girlies, like it was very much quite granola. People thought, you know, holistic wellness was very weird. I was one such person. I was very just, I didn't really believe in it. And it wasn't until I tried out of desperation that I was like, okay, wow, I see the change in myself. And of course, like there were life lifestyle changes as well, like understanding how I should nourish my body. So all of those things made a difference. But I think what struck me was the difference that you could make in your life with supplementation, especially when you're at that point where you're not necessarily like feeling like yourself anymore. So stomach issues was another big one. You know, I was someone who had a ton of food sensitivities. And so anytime I'd go out to eat, my stomach would hurt. And I understood how to kind of treat myself with herbs and minerals and vitamins to help that as well. And so going down this road for myself, my husband and I, back then my boyfriend, now my husband, he's my co-founder, Nish and I realized that there was this huge white space in the wellness industry whereby, you know, if you look at skincare, you can go to Sephora, Credo, or wherever you want to go and you can get something for your dark circles, your acne, whatever your skin concern is. And these things are typically formulated by a chemist or a germ, you know, you're going to see results. And it's quite user friendly and also really beautiful. So the consumer wants to touch and feel it. And they're actually excited to do good for their skin. And I remember my mom's generation, that just was not the sentiment around skincare. Skincare was exactly where wellness is or was a few years ago in my time. And so I was like, okay, if this has happened in the skincare industry just in the last 20 years, then I just felt like it had to be the same for wellness. And so we decided we wanted to start a brand that created targeted supplements that you could feel the impact of immediately and was formulated by a doctor, really beautiful. So consumers would also want to touch and feel it and feel really excited to treat those issues that were bothering them. Love it. All right. So let's dive into kind of getting started. So you have this idea and certainly you're so right that where the supplement world is, was very different from skincare. It's It's one thing to have just like this idea of starting it's another to move forward with it. So first, what were you doing career wise, (laughs) while you were having this idea to move into creating a brand? I was a content creator. So I and what was your husband doing or your boyfriend too? (laughs) My um, back then he was in fintech. So we were in completely different career fields. And I think that that's what makes our partnership so successful as well. Because He is so good at the things that I am so bad at and vice versa. (laughs) So we just knew that we'd be really good co-founders and I'm very lucky to get to work with him. So at the time, did you, 
Like what were the initial first things? Did you put together a business plan? Did you? No, okay, absolutely not. Either. <laughs> and you know, this is why like conversations like this are really interesting because we have two founders. Your company has been around for 14 years and has really like stood the test of time here. And mine is like newer, but hopefully I'm doing things right to hopefully get to the 14 yeah. year market <laughs> plus. Um, and I think that people psych themselves out when they have an idea and they're like, I have to get this like great business plan. Like, no, you figure things out along the way. And no one goes into their first business. I don't know, like unless you're a Harvard MBA grad, I certainly wasn't. I just figured things out. And so the first thing we did was honestly speak to doctors. So first, actually, even before that, it was triangulating a theory we had. And our theory was that everyone was bloated and anxious. And so, you know, we would hear about it anecdotally from friends anytime we went out for dinner. It was just this common conversation that would come up no matter whether I was at brunch or just like wherever I was, everyone was apparently bloated and anxious. And so we were like, okay, what's going on here? Can we speak to doctors and really understand whether, number one, it is as common as we think it is? And number two, are these two issues actually as linked as they seem? Because everyone was either or or both. And yeah. so that's exactly what we did. We went and spoke to doctors. And what we realized is that bloating and anxiety is, in fact, something that um, impacts specifically women, like a lot of women. It's very common amongst women. And number two, that these two issues are intrinsically linked. So when we are anxious, our bodies go into fight or flight mode, which makes digestion really difficult. Similarly, if you think about when you're dealing with digestive discomfort, it takes up so much mental real estate. And, you know, it's just a cause of like such anxiety and rumination. And so we realize that um, in order to address one, we kind of had to address the other as well. And so um, that was number one was like the the research and just triangulation. And number two was finding someone who would formulate it with us. So we went and spoke to a bunch of doctors until we landed on the right one, who we thought was the right fit to formulate the product that we had in mind, who was a real expert in her field. And yeah, that was, <laughs> we were off to the races. <laughs> And then for you, as you were thinking about it, you were a content creator. So you certainly knew the value of what it had, I would assume, what it had to look like. And yes. really creating the beautiful aesthetic that you have. So I'm curious, were there many rounds? Did you oh, yeah. automatically see like, this is it and launch with that? Or did you launch with a different so even though I'm a creator and I wanted the product to look a certain way and be very like Instagrammable, I also don't come from a graphic design background, you know? So it's not, these are like two very different things. Knowing how you want something to look versus like actually being able to translate it. These are two different skill sets. So we worked with a branding agency to help our vision come to life. But definitely, this is not the version that we went to market with. Like, I mean, I'm sure if your listeners have been following our brand for a while, you'll know that we've like updated and upgraded our packaging over time because, you know, we've leveled up and our whole like our whole go-to-market strategy was go-to-market. And we could always iterate and improve down the line. Like 
Our website looked like trash when we launched. I mean, it was just this Shopify theme. Everything Which is we've such done, a good lesson, again, it is. because you don't need to have everything perfect. And like, you'll exactly. never launch if it is. Yeah. And I think that if you if you keep waiting for perfection, you've probably waited too long because someone else is going to come out there and like, you know, be a little bit scrappier and a little bit quicker and bolder. And that's kind of how the best businesses grow. You know, like we look at tech businesses like Uber or Amazon. Do you really think that their final version that we see today was version number one? Absolutely not. You know, you iterate on these things. And so that was our whole theory as well. So even the first version we launched with in terms of the packaging had like a base level of like really like beautiful and aesthetic. But of course, we've improved since then as well. I love that. I think that's such a really great lesson for people, whether it's starting business or anything of just like, it doesn't all have to be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier that you launched in March of 2020. Yeah, what a time. (laughs) Free lockdown post-lockdown and then what was that moment that you were like should we launch should we not launch like what, what is the world so, that we're in right now it was during so the good thing was that we didn't have this like huge budget to do like this like massive launch launch party glam like we didn't have any of that okay we were just you know we started our company from our apartment we had no idea what was coming our way or like how quickly the company would grow Um, I still remember this is like the funniest story and Nish and I still talk about it where when we started we were like oh my god and this is like obviously right before like right before we knew how long COVID was really gonna last (laughs) but yeah so we were we were talking about and we were like oh my god once we had ten thousand dollars in revenue we're going to go to Tulum to celebrate. Like we thought $10,000 was like it, you know, like we were the biggest company. We just had no idea, you know? And so we launched March of 2020. Um, It was an operational nightmare to say the least, because we just didn't know what was going on. You know, I remember taking products down to the post office and we were back in Canada back then because we're from Toronto And the guy at the post office being like, well, I don't know if this is going to go across the border because we don't know what's happening with mail in general. And Nish and I were like, well, we're going to leave this here and (laughs) you're going to take it because we're not taking it back to our house. That's for sure. So it was stuff like that. And, you know, um, having to do so much on our own because we weren't able to hire. And then we went on to hire like our first person for packaging who was laid off from Nisha's old company because people were making all these cuts during COVID. And it was just, it was wild. So it was a crazy time operationally to launch. But I think from, I guess, like a a consumer needs perspective, it was the perfect time to launch because people had this renewed interest in health and wellness. Everyone was at home, anxious watching the news and eating pizza and bloated. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, there we were at their service. So that's kind of how it went. What do you think gave you the courage to just jump and take the risk and start this business? Because I think it can seem very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I think it's like being circumstantial either like you're in the right mindset because something has happened or that's naturally who you are but for you what what do you think that looked like and any tips that you have around getting in that kind of zone so 
I am someone who is very open to risk and always, always, yeah, always. I've always been that way. Like when I went full-time into content creation, I left my job in 2016 to go full-time into content creation. And back then, um, being a creator was like the wild. I was like, I had just started to make a little bit of money, but I just knew that if I didn't go into it, I wouldn't know. And for me, I was like, I would rather just fail and know that this was not worth it or not like over not trying it at all, you know? So I've never been someone who's fearful. I'm quite open to risk, but thankfully as well, like from a, from starting a business perspective, I think that that's a skill that is, it's like a good thing, right? It's a good personality trait because you are, I think if you're overly cautious, you think a hundred times before like going full on into something, I'm the very opposite end of the spectrum. However, as a business owner, I like that I have Nish as a co-founder because he's a little bit more risk averse. So we tend to balance each other out in terms of how we operate in the business itself. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how has that dynamic played out over the last couple of years? It's been awesome, honestly. Like I, of course, like there's good days and bad days, like with everyone else, you know, like last night we got into an argument and I was like, I'm just, I'm leaving you and going out for a walk, you know? So (laughs) things like that happen, which is normal. But I think for us, our dynamic just works because of how complementary our skill sets are and just how compatible we are and like communication. Like we've been together for 11 years. Um, We have a lot of respect for one another's unique skill sets and also I think because we stay in our swim lanes, which are just so inherently different, there's no real chance to like necessarily overlap or get into a big argument when it comes to like who has the last say on certain things. Like I know what he has a last say on and I know what I have a last say on. And then there's like certain things that we make um, a joint decision on, but that's kind of how we operate our business. And it's worked really well for us. Do you have any rules as far as like, we're not talking about work after this time? Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like a blanket rule in terms of like, this is our cutoff time, but rather we have learned to vocalize things. So, you know, certain days you're having a great day and you can continue to talk about the business, you know, well after the work day is over. Other days, it's just been tough and you don't necessarily want to talk business. You just want your husband to be there for you and just to like vent or just talk about something different entirely. And so I think over time, we've gotten really good at that, whereby I say like, okay, Nish, I don't want to talk about work anymore. Um, The only standing rules that we have um, is that we don't talk about like the problems at work during date night. We can talk about like fun, exciting things that we're like looking forward to, like growth opportunities, or I don't know, like some crazy idea that we have that we're really excited about. That's, that's okay. But we're not going to talk about the fact that there was an operational nightmare at work at date night. Like that's not sexy, you know? And so we have that one day carved out where one, one night a week we go out on date night and work is off topic. And then the other one we have is I'm someone who likes to um, go to bed early So Nish is a night owl and I'm a morning bird. And so we have now, we have a rule now that like, you know, about an hour, hour and a half before I go to bed, um, especially if I'm in the bedroom, he is not allowed to talk to me about work because early days, this would happen where, you know, he'd come to the room, 
to say bye to me or whatever. And we'd talk about work. And then I'd be up for like three hours and I'd wake up in the morning so tired. And I was like, what's happening? Why can't I sleep? It's because I'd be thinking about that work thing that was brought up. So those are like two big rules. Since the beginning, Purely Elizabeth has been committed to the healing power of food. We believe there's a direct connection between the health of our farms and soil and the health of our food. That is why I'm so excited to announce our newest product launching. Our number one selling original ancient grain granola is now available in an 18 ounce value size made with regenerative organic certified coconut oil and coconut sugar. For those who are not familiar with regenerative agriculture, it focuses on improving soil health, which is known to help improve crop yields, biodiversity, carbon emissions, and water conservation. You can find our value size at your local Whole Foods market or on our website at purelyelizabeth.com. If you're interested in learning more about our sustainability journey and how it impacts the delicious food you enjoy, please visit purelyelizabeth.com journey. Enjoy. Let's talk a little bit about your day and kind of any routines that you have, any morning routines, any night routines. Let's start with that. I am a stickler for a morning routine. I feel like it just kind of gets me through the day. And I think I need some structure in order to perform and like have that structured time for myself in order to perform like my best self at work as well. So morning non-negotiables are journaling. I feel like that's my time to be introspective and kind of, I don't know, like put down what's on my mind, like center myself for the day. Um, some sort of movement. So I love going to the gym. So I go to the gym usually in the morning. Um, Now, sometimes I go in the evening as well. But if it's not the gym, then it's a walk like a long walk. So some sort of movement. And what are you doing in the gym strength training or strength training? Yeah. Yeah, So I strength train three times a week. And then I do cardio two times a week and then tennis once a week. So um, yeah, strength training primarily is what I go to the gym for. So yeah, those are my two big ones. And then while I'm walking, I like to listen to a book or a podcast. So I just love to take in that information and knowledge first thing in the morning. It gets me really like excited and inspired for the day as well. So those are like my my three big ones, I would say. Are you in an office or are you? Our house or- is our office. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so we have a back house. Um, actually, one of our team members is visiting from Florida. So she's living in our back house for the next two days and that's also used as our office and how's that been growing a team and doing it remote and all of that so when we started the company obviously we were like deep in covid and we didn't know what to expect we were also in toronto so when we initially started hiring it was kind of between toronto and just happened to be la as well now we hire strictly in la just because this is where we are. And this is kind of where we want to base our team as well. So we work together once a week, sometimes two times a week, but once a week is like, absolutely yes. And typically it happens like it, like some team members come by twice a week, three times a week, whatever. But the once a week is everyone's in office, office as in our house. But it's been fun, honestly, like I, I think like growing a team and having a really good culture around our company is one of those like very motivating and fulfilling things about being a leader because Nish and I wanted to build a workplace that we always wanted to be a part of. And I think that that's something that we are really proud of having accomplished at Array. And it's something that 
we continue to strive to do as we bring on new team members, like ensuring that everyone's the right fit and, you know, that we kind of nurture the right values as well. Yeah, I think I couldn't agree more. I think for me starting out, it was like, I come from an office environment that was not so great. I knew immediately, like, this is exactly what environment I want to create. It really set the stage for creating an environment that I feel really proud of. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best because even yesterday, like we had our, like we have our team come and work at from our place on Wednesdays. Like that's our in-person day and everyone was leaving and, you know, um, Nish and I were going somewhere at the same time and we were like, oh my God, like we love our team so much. Like these people um, have made the company what it is. And like everyone treats the company as if it's their own, which is really like exactly what you want to build as a founder. So it's been something that's so fulfilling and I'm so grateful for them because we would not be where we are without our team. Totally. <laughs> so as you think about next stages of the business, what excites you the most and what are you most nervous about? Ooh, that's a good question. I think what excites me is continuing to get our products into the hands of people that really want them. Um, I think the most the best part of being a founder is like hearing stories from your customers, you know, and um, I, I read a lot of these emails, you know, sometimes Nish and I go into customer support. And when I read things like, I was not able to go out to eat um, without like severe heartburn until your heartburn capsules came into my life, or I have colitis and your bloat capsules are the only thing that helps me. Like it, these are just things that I'm like, what? Amazing. Like, like what an honor that is, you know? So I think just that, like continuing to grow and like get to more people is something that really excites me. Obviously very excited about new launches and stuff that are coming up. Also very excited about optimizing parts of the business, you know? So for us, we have like a slow and steady release kind of philosophy where we don't have like six, seven products that we release every year. We do like two. So we like really take our time and we use the rest of the time to optimize everything else, which is also really exciting because it makes you realize how many different levers you have available to you as the owner of a company and how much there is to improve upon. So that's really exciting. Um, challenges. Honestly, everything is like, there's a challenge every day, you know? And I think I can't point to like one thing that I'm like, I guess, nervous about or challenges that I like see coming up or anything like that, because I think you go day by day and you're hit with challenges and you don't expect them. And I think part and parcel of being an entrepreneur is um, like learning to deal with those challenges. And I think it makes you very resilient. So I welcome them. Totally. I think being one of the best pieces of advice someone gave me at the beginning, who was it was actually Justin from Justin's Nut Butter, had said, like, this is going to be, you know, a roller coaster. And as even keeled as you can be through it is like the best way. And thankfully, my personality is very even keeled already. So that nice. wasn't really a struggle. And I think <laughs> that that's a great area of success for a lot of entrepreneurs when that is inherently who you are versus really feeling those highs and lows, which could ultimately just get you like, it's so stressful to begin with that then that mm -hmm. creates a whole different dynamic. Well, you know, I think that when someone starts a business, 
I think that it's pretty natural to feel so emotionally tied to it that you are rocked every time something goes wrong. And every time something goes right, you feel like you're on a high, you know, and I think if you want longevity in your business, a certain degree of stoicism is actually necessary to preserve your mental health, which is, you know, like very sound advice coming from um, Justin, because that's like, that's how I feel, you know, and I remember earlier days of the business, like, you know, our first year, oh my God, like my entire well-being was tied to like how the business was performing, you know, and on bad days, it's like everything else would like my entire life would stop and I stopped taking care of myself. And I think over time, like we're going into year four of this business and I'm like, okay, I mean, I can't just be thrown around and I can't be so delicate, you know? And so I think stoicism really helps kind of preserve your mental sanity. (laughs) Absolutely. What are some of the things that you do for yourself really to feel your best? In addition to some of your morning routine things, what do you turn to? when you're not feeling, you know, hundred percent or just to keep you at a hundred percent. I, I think movement is a big one. Number two is I would say friends and community. I think that that is something that is so incredibly important. And I noticed that at times where I'm like very down, it's because I've like not turned to people who also nourish my soul. So for me, like being around friends and having a good community is really a big part of what makes me feel good on bad days, you know, because even if it's like a distracting conversation, you know, typically, like if I have an issue, one of my friends I can go to, like a lot of them are founders as well. And they all have like really like sound advice. I know who to go to, but even if like, sometimes I want to go to like, you know, my best friend since birth. And it's not even about an answer. It's just about some distraction and like talking about something completely different from the business. I think that that really, really helps me. So yeah, I feel like that is like an important thing. And then Nish and I like to do um, two trips, like two like big, bigger trips throughout the year, um, not work trips. And I feel like those really help in terms of like, just like making sure that we're not burnt out, also making sure that we have fresh ideas and we're not constantly in the minutia because, you know, during busier periods, it's so easy to be working in the business all the time that I think removing yourself from the same environment is very helpful to give you a bird's eye view again. I could not agree with you. any. Like the moment I'm in four different walls, I feel like everything changes. I know it's, it's crazy how that happens. Like every time we go on a trip, um, like we just come back and we're like different people. We have like a different perspective on things that maybe we were stuck on, or like maybe we just have a different idea on like what to focus on. So taking yourself even, and it doesn't have to be like, I don't know, like somewhere crazy. It can even just be do a staycation. Like even that helps. I feel like I could be, yeah, I feel like it could be anywhere different, but if you can also disconnect from your phone and your computer, like even better, but sometimes that's asking a lot. Yeah, that's, that's like really tough, which is why honestly, for us, like we're lucky that we get to go on trips. Our parents don't live in North America. And so we see them once a year. And then we go to Europe on our own as well. But like getting on those long flights, and even just the time differences, I find very helpful. <laughs> like there's nothing better than getting on the like 
like I definitely do my best thinking and get the most amount of work yeah. done on a plane. It's wonderful. There's something to it. It's like the lack of oxygen or something. <laughs> totally. So let's talk about product for a little bit because we haven't even gone there yet. So starting with bloat, and is that your mm-hmm. number one seller right now? Yeah. 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 It always so, has been. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the key ingredients and maybe just some stuff about bloat. Like why are we bloated? And how did you think about formulating bloat? Because it could have gone in several directions, hitting that area of concern for people. So our digestive system is complicated and there's so many reasons why we can be bloated. It can be a buildup of gas. It can be our body's lack of um, ability to produce digestive enzyme to properly break down food. It could be so many different things. And so we wanted to create a product that would kind of target all of these unique reasons why we get bloated. And so each of the six ingredients that we have serves one such function. So For example, slippery elm will help food kind of move like a little bit easier through your system. Dandelion root is really good for liver health. Like every single one of our ingredients serves like a very specific purpose. We also wanted to make sure that we did something laxative free because, you know, I like refuse to create a product that people could abuse and also that there would be this like diet culture narrative um, wrapped around it. That's really not what this product is. It's there to help you feel your best, no matter if you are enjoying a bowl of pasta or a kale salad. You know, the fact of the matter is a multitude of foods can bloat you. Bloating can also be a circumstantial thing. You know, like if you're under a lot of stress, you can get bloated. If you're traveling, you can get bloated. And so we just wanted to create a product that would kind of target all of these different reasons why this happens to us. What is the process for you in developing a new product skew? And are you still using the same doctor that you originally found? So for our formulations, the doctors that we use, basically like we use the best doctor in like the specific area that we're trying to target. So with bloat and calm, we used We worked with one doctor, Dr. Natalie Mulligan. She's a very, very good friend of mine. I love her. And she is the owner of the biggest eating disorder clinic in Canada. And so the reason we worked with her for Bloat and Calm is because when you're dealing with eating disorders, you are really looking at the most complicated of mental health and digestive health issues. And so you know how to create a really good product. And she had 15 years of experience. So she was really such an expert that we needed to work with her. And similarly, like with sleep or heartburn or um, bitters, we've worked with another doctor who specializes in like women's health or digestion. So it just depends. Like we try to find the best in class in a specific field in order to develop the best in class product. In terms of how we identify a product, that was your other question, right? Yeah. We're very customer centric. So we like to speak to our customers to understand what their biggest problem is and why something on the market hasn't properly addressed it. So I think a good example of this is sleep. So you'd think that there's enough sleep things on the market, but something we kept hearing from our customers was the fact that whatever was on the market would make them very groggy and they wanted a solution that would, you know, make sure that they got high quality sleep, but that it didn't make them groggy. And so our sleep capsules are formulated without melatonin. 
So it's made to help you stay asleep and actually get like good deep and REM sleep. And why just for people, why is melatonin, in your opinion, not so great? So melatonin is a hormone. And it is, if I'm not wrong, the only hormone that you can get over the counter. And I don't think people realize that this is a hormone that they're taking. Also, the dosage of melatonin that you can get over the counter is extremely strong. When you're taking melatonin, it does interact with your other hormones like progesterone, estrogen and testosterone. And so and and also it's something that you have to kind of up the dosage you're taking over and over again, if you're taking it for a long period of time. So it's not necessarily like a sustainable thing that you can take that doesn't cause dependency. And so we wanted to create something that would actually not cause dependency, you can take it for a month, you can take it, you cannot take it for a month, you can never take it again, it's not going to impact your dosage. It's not going to impact like how your body is able to sleep without it. It's just a sleep aid and it helps with deep and REM sleep as well. So that was kind of our logic behind it. And also like the ingredients that we use, they don't lead to any grogginess in the morning, which can happen with melatonin as well. So yeah, sleep was a good example of like a customer centric process. The other one was heartburn actually. So the overwhelming consensus that we kept hearing from our customers was that I love bloat, but it doesn't help me with my heartburn, or I'm trying to find something for heartburn, but all I take is Pepsit and Tums. And I want to find something that's like efficacious and natural and nothing exists. So that's what we decided to do. And I'm very proud of the product as well. It took like over a year and a half of R&D, but I think it's like probably the best in-class product in my opinion. That's amazing. Is there anything that you've been surprised that people have voiced that they there's a need for? They're like, oh, I never even thought of that. Totally. Um, and that's why we've not released it yet. And I don't know if we'll work on it, but I'll share it here is something that people constantly ask for is something for energy. Now, my thing is that I like we're we can work on it, but I don't know if we'll ever get to something that is as like equivalent to caffeine, but without caffeine, you know? And so until we're able to do that, I don't want to touch it because even though someone wants something, I I don't want to create something with a false promise, you know? So unless we are able to do something that is really up there, which we're working on, I don't want to just release something because someone asked for it. Like if I'm doing something, then it has to be the best. And so that's kind of like how we operate where we don't, we will only release something if we feel like it's the best thing that exists. And if it's not, then it's not there yet. And if we decide that it can't be there yet, then we just can't do it at all. So yeah, energy is something that I find is very surprising that customers ask for because I'm like, why? What is it about energy products on the market that you don't like? Yeah. Um, are you allergic to caffeine? Do you not like it? Like, are you are you willing to take a product that exists with caffeine? And just like, it's a very curious kind of product, I guess. And so it's I'm just like always very interested to speak to consumers and understand why it is that they're looking for what they're looking for. Yeah, that's super interesting. But I think also like kudos to you about really being disciplined because there's a lot of of brands who could say, hey, this is what our customer wants and we're going to like create this thing and not necessarily be proud of it or what have you. But taking that approach, I think is certainly going to set you up for success. I hope so. 
So we're going to jump into some rapid fire Q and a. Let's do it. What's the best advice you've received that's helped your business? Launch fast and iterate. Three things that you're currently loving. Ooh, I am loving this book that I'm currently reading. It's called Mastery by Robert Greene. I'm a big fan of anything Robert Greene. So that's an excellent book, which I highly recommend. I have been loving the Shawnee Darden. Um, it's this like exfoliating serum. It's her lactic acid serum. That's what it is. I've been using it every night and I'm obsessed with it. And what's the third? All things linen. I'm going to Italy in a few weeks. So I've been like shopping for linen pieces and I'm literally wearing head to toe linen today. I so it's random, but, you in the know, linen. but I'm into it. <laughs> what do you want more of in your life? Joy. Favorite words to live by? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Be kind. A favorite book or podcast or mentor for growth? Hmm. Blitzscaling by Reed Hoffman is excellent. I think it just changed so much for us. And I hope that I get to meet him one day. I'm obsessed with him. Um, and his podcast is also excellent. It's called um, Masters of Scale. Yeah. Favorite RA moment? When Haley Bieber ordered from us. <laughs> Whoa, that must have been amazing. She just went yeah. online and ordered? Yeah. And then we brought her on as an investor as well. So that was pretty fucking cool. That's amazing. I was just going to ask, who do you wish could use, would use your product? And was she on your wish list? Um, She was. I just had a feeling that it would find her way to her, find its way to her. I yeah. never wanted to blind gift or anything because I think it's like stupid to do that. It's like not consenting to being sent something and then it's arriving at your doorstep. I think it's really dumb. Um, and so it was very cool when she ordered and caught it. Nish actually caught it. It was like a two in the morning. So I'm lucky that he caught it. Otherwise, Did I would he wake you known. up. Oh, he woke me up and I was like, you shut up. I was so angry. <laughs> and then the next day I woke up to like so many Slack messages between him and another team member where they were like Google satelliting this address and they couldn't oh, believe it. So and then, <laughs> yeah, so that was very cool. In terms of who I wish would use it, probably, probably Reed Hoffman, because, you know, I like he's made such an impact on us as like founders that I, I hope he gets to use our product one day. <laughs> and lastly, what's your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Hmm. Being self-aware and introspective. Um I say journaling is a non-negotiable because it just allows me to turn inwards and kind of walk out the noise. And I notice that there is a significant difference in my demeanor um, at times where I am off of that habit. So I find that it is so important for mental well-being and just even just functioning as like a, a good leader. Love that. Well, in closing, what's next for you? What are you excited about? What am I excited about? We have we have a product launch coming in September, which I'm really stoked about. We also have, honestly, we have things happening every month and like consumer facing things happening every month. 
which I'm really excited about. Next month, we have a collaboration happening, which I cannot wait for. Um, We're announcing it on social in like six days. So that'll be great. So exciting. Well, Sif, thank you so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure to meet you. Thanks again. Likewise, I'm such a big fan of your business and honored to be here. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.